0: yo 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 what's going on family it's your boy pastor ron i know i i have uh been away for a little while i've been neglecting my podcast followers and i apologize but i have committed to restarting my my content restarting my um participation in my podcast so thank you for your patience thank you for coming back you know i really really appreciate you guys i'm just trying to get my my myself together myself in order i'm preparing for 2021 i believe god has uh um, i've said this quite often it's pushing me to a whole new level just to keep on being consistent and keep on doing more and more and more, more um and and you know so i'm just getting myself organized so i i apologize for lack of content But again, now my goal is to be much more consistent with this. Um, I hope you guys, you know, continue to share, um, listen in, because I believe um, I have so much fresh things to share. One thing I also want to add is that I also have uh, as laying ground for my new YouTube page, um, I have a couple of videos up. I plan to start delivering, you know, much more content as well on that this week. The YouTube is gonna be a little different. It's much more um less Bible study, but more just talking about topics and sharing and vlogging, obviously. Um that this this leap for YouTube is not something which uh I jump into freely. Again, it's the Lord really stretching me and saying do more and to grow because twenty twenty one is going to be an amazing year of growth, an amazing year of completion. So um, he's been pushing me, the Holy Spirit has been just telling me to go for this and that. So I'm doing this. Um, so please look me up. It's, it's again, it's Pastor Ron Rubin, R-U-B-E-N. Look me up, subscribe, um, watch what I have when I only have a couple of little sermonettes and a and some of my Sunday sermons there as well for you to follow um I'm gonna post the one that I, I I've done. Um the, my, my most recent one where it talks about um judge yourself and uh very very soon so I'm gonna be consistent with that as well. I have a whole schedule, everything going on. So I plan to keep on delivering fresh content, Lord willing, and of course do what's what the world needs and, and to build the kingdom of God. So um Bear with me, join me on this journey, um, and I pray that you are blessed every single time you do tune in on every t- single time I get a chance to speak to you or share con- content. Thank you, everybody that's been sharing um, DMs and messages about, hey, Pastor Ron, you know, I've been blessed, um, this is great stuff, and I thank you for that, it's very encouraging. Um, I'm going to kind of be prom- promoting this as well and pushing this, so I pray that you are blessed, and this this is you're gonna see a lot of me. um bear with me, because this face is gonna be around for a long time, Lord willing, and doing a lot of different things. got um, I, I feel we're in a very pivotal time in history. I feel we're a very pivotal time in the world, and I think God is raising up leaders and voices that are gonna build kingdom and build build the people of God. And and um and I and I'm at the privilege of doing that, so. Whatever the Lord will. I know his grace is sufficient and that and that's my goal in order for me to do that. So thank you. So again, subscribe to my YouTube page. Um it's kind of you know bare you know, kind of bones and it's it's not all there yet, but I'm building it. I'm building this and I pray again that you enjoy and you find something in it. So but you know, for the next couple of minutes, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of continue. What I've been talking about and things that I shared with my church this morning, Um, RCOG in Philadelphia, the best church in the whole entire world. We're beginning to open up, we're beginning to recover and bounce back from the pandemic. So you're definitely welcome to come Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, 10 to about 1130. We kind of shorten our time for about about a half hour, 45 minutes, just Again, we're going to use wisdom and be guided by the Holy Spirit to enjoy, enjoy, to make sure people get the fellowship experience, but also um, we try to minimize the risk. So, um, you definitely are, are welcome to join and visit us at Restoration Church of God. If not, we're, if you can't come in person, we are live on YouTube, Lord willing, every single Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And we throughout the week, we have different content, content on our social media pages. However, today at RCOG, we um, had a chance to share, and God put on my heart, um, talk about um, John seven twenty four, where Christ tells the Jews, where Christ tells the Jewish leaders, do not judge by appearance. Stop judging by appearance, but instead use righteous judgment. It's one I said to to those that tuned in, those that were in the sanctuary, that the 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 phrase, the verse, the adage, "Judge not," is one of the most overused, uh, I believe, statements in the Bible. You have folks with tattoos, you have folks with uh, different hashtags and saying, saying, you know, "Don't judge, don't judge, don't judge." However, I feel that it is also one of the most um, wrongly used um, statements as well. The way people share is saying that God said don't judge and Christ does not say don't judge. As a matter of fact, Christ said judging is a good thing, that if we judge one another, God won't judge us. Much rather we have someone on our have someone here judging us and saying, hey, what you're doing is wrong. Hey, look a hot mess. Then to have God judge us at those, at those pearly gates. So they actually, um, he actually promotes that. He actually says this judge judging is a good thing and you have to, um, embrace it because it could help you, uh, avoid certain missteps and many falls. However, what Christ and what God wants us to do as, as in, in our judgment is that we judge beneath the surface. We we hear the adage, "You don't judge a book by the cover," and that's exactly what Christ is saying. Like you cannot sit here and look at the surface and figure you know the entire story. You can't sit there and look at a person on the outside and based on their appearance and believe you know the entire story. One of the first time, if not the first time we see that same concept and that same teaching. Was in the book of One Samuel, chapter sixteen, when the when the prophet Samuel went into the to the house of Jesse to find out the next king, and 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 for those of you that know, that's where he discovers David, David. But that process of getting there, he went through every other son that Jesse had, and God said he is not the one. He said, "Man judges by appearance, but God looks at you by your heart." So, so this concept is is something that got his hammering into us because he believes that we do that a lot where we judge people by appearance that we sit here and we look at somebody and we automatically know the entire story that you know growing up in a growing up in a uh in an old school Haitian church uh I often share that you know we I was taught that if you have dreads, you're a drug dealer. <laughs> if you were somebody out there with, with, with braids in your hair, you know, you automatically was was a bum. They call you a vacabon based on, on what you wear not understanding what goes on. Or you would just sit there and see someone fall into a particular situation and not know exactly why they fell, why why what, what's going on. You judge things externally and you look at them on the outside and say, I know your entire story. Um, one story I often share is that I I knew a young lady who had a child out of wedlock. And when she had a child out of wedlock at a very young age, again, she was she was a, a church member. Uh, the church pros- persecuted her. Excuse me. They really judged her very harshly. It's sad that we're in a place in the church where the person that has the child is is. Um, punished and the person that has the abortion is forgiven the person that that system get rid of their child is much it ends up in a better situation than the one that actually kept their child that we're so image conscious we're so how it looks that we don't realize the effects and the the idiocy of what we do that's not saying one's better, better than the other but i'm saying that you know, the, the sin was the same. They both had sex in order to have that child come. <laughs> so, why is is the judgment of one different than the other? So we're so image conscious, we're so externally external, fo- externally focused, that we sit there and we miss out on, we do things in a really stupid and a dumb way, and we don't realize it. So the young lady, you know, coming to her, I'm speaking to her, you know. Making sure she's okay, helping her to restore her. You know what's going on. She was like, Pastor Ron, I'm. I'm gonna be honest with you. I understood what I was doing. I understood. You know, it may have been wrong. However, I have no family. I have no one that loves me. The ones, the ones that were that were supposed to love me, actually are the ones that are, are abandoning me and abusing me. Therefore, me having a child, me sitting here and and having, uh, a, a, a baby is my chance to have someone that loves me. It's my chance to really sit here and 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 have something of my own that could just love me, love me in the right way. So we we sit here and we judge a person and, you know, in the the church's eyes and not just the church, in many people's eyes. Oh, she had a child at a young age before she was married. This person must be a whore. This person must be some kind of loose, a loose young woman. But as a a matter of fact, this is a a bruised person. This is a hurt person. This is a person that's rejected. And therefore, this was a good opportunity for her to feel loved. So, So we have to stop. Um, judging folks by appearance. We got us, especially in the day we live now, you know, where. Um, everything is so political where it's white versus black and Republican versus Democrat. Uh, you support Trump, You don't support Trump. We're so externally focused that we lose out on a real meaning. And this is one of the dangers of this pandemic that, um, many people over the past the months of, of lockdown and quarantine and the reduction due to this pandemic, you lost your job, you lost your position, you lost your followers, you lost, you lost money. And, and, All those things you thought made you—you lost a position in your job. You lost a position in church where you have pastors and leaders and church members don't know how to function outside of church. That when they sit here and they're like, "Oh my God, like I don't go to church on Sunday." What so, what do I do now? like who am I? What if you take away the very thing that I thought was important to me now how am I supposed to function? How am I supposed to live how like who am I am am I valuable? am I worth anything? so people lost the very thing that made them feel important that okay I can't come to I can't go to church every Sunday and sing praise and worship and be a worship leader, therefore I'm just worthless or I can't preach a sermon or I lose money that that House, I lost my house. The thing that you put all this effort into, all this, all this um energy into has now gone. And you sit there and you look at yourself and say, Yo, guess I guess I'm worthless. I ain't got no job anymore, I ain't got no title. I think I don't got people to boss around anymore. So I guess I don't, I don't I don't I don't mean anything. How do I function when I lose the very thing that I thought made me? How do I function when I lose I, When I, I I lose out on the very thing that I thought made me important? Well, you can't sing anymore, you can't lead worship anymore, you can't preach anymore, you can't sit here and flaunt your money anymore. Now, who are you really? Who you really are? And sometimes what having people are saying, now nah, I'm stuck with a husband that I didn't know, that I can't work 60 hours a week in, at, at a job. I have to actually sit there and spend time with my family, and spend time with my with my spouse, and you sit there and, and realize who you really are. And uh, and 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 during this pandemic, during this lockdown, is unprecedented at the time. You see, mental health issues are at an all time high. I I, I saw a, a a news report recently that's saying that um, currently coronavirus um, uh, cases are down in Japan. However, suicides at an all-time high. So people are forced to lock down due to the pandemic. And they're avoiding catching this disease. However, they're stuck with themselves and don't know how to do it. I can't sit here every weekend and get drunk. <laughs> I can't sit here every weekend to drink my pain away. So I actually have to sit here and deal with my issues. And folks cannot do that. And that's the struggle for many. That we... That we sit there and, and think our appearance is what matters. Yeah, we, we, we put so much emphasis and time into our image and how we look. You know, one of the worst things and but the and the best things is social media. Where folks spend so much time not only following other people and seeing their lifestyles, but you try to cater your life to their life. And the dangerous thing that we do is that we try to make our real life like someone's filtered life. Because what people show you on social media is never the 100% of the story. Those couples who wear the matching pajamas and they're so happy and they're so cute. Not saying that they're not happy and they don't, don't love each other, but that's not the total picture. They argue. They fight. They hate each other sometimes. He sleeps on the couch sometimes. He walks out the house sometimes. So you have these different issues that we go through, but you will never see it on social media because social media, just like your pictures, your profile pic is a filtered picture of ourselves. It's not who we really are. So it's dangerous when we sit here and put too much emphasis into our image, into our appearance, because these things go away. And like I said... At church this morning, I said, you know what? The dangers, the, the, the good thing about when when Christ says, don't judge by appearance. He's not only saying how you view others, but he also wants us to not view ourselves based on appearance. So it does not only teach us how to treat others, but it also treat, teaches us how to view ourselves. So we're not sitting here and putting all our emphasis on our appearance. We're not sitting here and putting all our energy into building up a nice house and a nice car and all money and all these degrees, but yet you're deep down inside you're 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 broken deep down inside you don't feel you don't feel great you don't feel like like anything so it's 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 a challenge it's it's um It's important that we understand what Christ says when he says, do not judge by appearance. That him saying not judge by appearance also helps us to get a better view of ourselves. It helps us to see ourselves how God sees us. Because in the text that I referred to in 1 Samuel 16, Christ says that man looks at the appearance, but God looks at the heart. So when God looks down at us he sees our heart so this tells me that we need to put a better spend more time fixing our heart i know it's harder because if your appearance is messed up you can put some makeup you can go to the gym you can have have surgery you can just cover it up to in order in order to cover up the blemishes that you have however It takes a lot of work to fix your heart. It takes isolation. It takes coming to the presence of God and saying, God, just sit on me and do what you feel is right. But these things are necessary because this is how God looks at us. We've put an emphasis on our appearance, but God doesn't care about our appearance. God doesn't care about how we look, He cares about our heart. It oftentimes what prevents us from going to the next level, prevents us from getting our husband or our wife, is because our heart needs to be fixed. Yes, you have the the degree, yes, you make six figures, yes, you have the nice house and nice car, but your heart is broken. You still have daddy issues, you still have pride, you still have you still have um, low self esteem. Your heart is the issue. That's all God cares about. God, 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 even down to worship. He said people, he said in the book of Isaiah that people sat there and worshiped him, him with his lip with their lips, not with their heart. All God cares about is your heart. And many things we go through is a symptom of a of, of a heart issue. Same thing in the in the natural. That many symptoms and many attacks, many things that we're going through is due to a, an issue with our heart. so we have to put a greater emphasis on our heart. Are you really happy? You don't. Know, I know you have a nice house. I know you recently got an apartment. I know you recently got into a relationship, but are you really happy? That's what the heart is. Are you over that divorce? Are you over that church hurt? Because we we do not he- spend time healing. We treat our our hearts. And our mental status, the same same way we we treat our physical bodies, where sometimes if we're ailing, if we're sick, we still get up and and cook dinner, we still go to work, we still go to the mall even though we're sick. And we use that same approach with our mental so that despite I'm hurting, I still got to keep going. I got to pay these bills. I got to make sure I look right. I got to make sure I post every day. I got to make sure the church looks right. I got to make sure my, my family sees me. I got to be here for the kids. Never taking time out to, to stop and address your heart. Many of, of us have had a broken heart or an ailing heart for years since we were children. Your dad left you. Your mom left you. Said you won't be nothing. You were left going up, up for adoption. Or years ago, since you had that breakup, that divorce. It affects you. These are the things we have to address. Because these are the things that God sees. We can't allow the things that we have to feel it take place of a broken heart. A BMW does not heal your heart. It makes you happy. See, God doesn't want you to be happy. He wants you to have joy. Because you're happy based on what happens. But joy is, is despite everything happening, not the way you want it to happen, but you're still content. It's why the Holy Spirit gives you joy, not happiness. Because with happiness, if what is happening is not going your way, you're not happy if you don't get that job, if you're not married by by the age of 26, you're no longer happy. That's based on your environment. Joy is internal. So I think we have to do a better job of healing. We got to do a better job of of being able to address our heart issues. We have to go to the heart doctor, which is Christ. Because some of us have have things that we don't even know is affecting us. We're, we're hustlers. We, we grind so much that we don't stop. Because you know, I can't afford to stop. I have goals. I have things to do. But what humbles me and what causes me to sit and say I have to address my heart issues. Is the fact that I realize that's what God sees. That's how God views me. It's based on my heart. Man, it's 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 very sobering. You know, God don't care about how well I preach. It's nice. Am I saying it doesn't matter? It's nice. God don't care about my gifts. God don't really care about my anointing. But God cares about my heart. Do you think maybe I'm not farther along in life because my heart has not been fixed? I'm angry at God. Angry at my ex husband, my ex-wife. Angry at my old pastor, my old boss at work. Angry at my mom, my dad. I'm angry. Or are still being married to someone that you're angry for. Like, you know, why am I not buying a house by now? You know, the Joneses got a nice house in Atlanta. Why not I got a house by now? It's your fault. And I'm not saying don't pursue great things. I love great things. If those that know me, I, I you know, I love sneakers. I'm like, I love Yeezys. I love looking good. I love these things are important. I'm not saying don't pursue these things. We can emphasize these things. Because life is not about what you got. Life is about who got you. Because what you got will go away. But who got you, I'm talking about God, is what lasts. So Christ came to them and said, listen, stop judging by appearance. Because they judge Christ. They said, you know, first they said they attack Christ's uh." Credentials saying, you know what, he's not qualified to preach. He didn't go to school. Appearance. He ain't got no degree. Appearance. And all these things put emphasis on, is focus is, is in the category of appearance. However, it, 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 next they say, oh, he's probably demon possessed. They attack his character. Appearance. And he sit there and said, "Nah, listen, listen, don't 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 waste your time trying to judge me, because the fact that you sit there and you feel that like you can judge me, you judge me because you feel like you're better than me. That you're not on my level, a a person that judges is, a level of, is being kind of like self-righteous, like, you know what, because if you look at the courtroom, the judge sits above everyone else because he's the judge so by you sitting here and trying to say, "Okay, I'm going to judge you," that means I'm better than you. you no, know, Christ is really telling him right now. Look at yourself. Judge yourself. If you worry about me, look at your own skeletons in your closet before you talk about mine. Because we all got skeletons in our closet, including Pastor Ron. You all got issues. You all got some things that are not dealt with. But what Christ is saying, what God is saying to us in this moment is to deal with those skeletons. Don't just put it in the closet and forget about it. Don't brush it under the rug because those are the things that affect your heart and those are the things that God look at. And I'm so thankful that we have a God that has the ability, hallelujah, to fill the the heart the, the the hole in our heart. We figure if I if I make enough money it could fix that hole in my heart. It makes you happy. But it don't fix your heart. This is why people who are rich are still depressed. You have millionaires committing suicide with depression. We have people who are drug addicts because despite making millions and billions, but they're sitting there on drugs and alcohol because they have heart issues. Money does not fill, does not fix your heart. Followers on social media does not fix your heart. You have folks that have millions of followers that are still depressed and suicidal. So before we go into 2021, Mm -hmm. we realize that, listen, if you don't fix your heart, 2021 will be like 2020. And maybe, let's, let's end on a question. Maybe what God did, did was, he had everything shut down, so you had no choice but to put things in perspective and fix your heart. But many of us are just waiting to open up or as things have opened up, are back on the grind. Never, ever dealt with the person in the mirror. Not the person we see on social media. Not the person that we see in the story, the person that, that, that is offline. No filter, the real you. Because sometimes what happens is that you feel if I get a job, if I get married, if I get a kid, all things will be happy. And then when you get there, you're still not happy. I have an apartment with no furniture, no one comes to my house. I'm not happy. But I thought as soon as I got this apartment and got my car and got my money rank, got my promotion, I'm going to be good. And you get that. And you're still not happy because these things do not fix your heart. And that's what God says. Because when Christ says, do not judge by your appearance, does not only say for you not to judge others, but he also wants you to make, do a better job of looking at yourself. Because all the accolades, all the success does not fix your heart. God does. What fixes your heart is, is coming to God and say, God, listen. Deal with my heart. I'm going to sit here into in, in surgery. I'm going to come to your OR and I want you to perform heart surgery on me. Because our issue is heart related. And God wants to fix it. But you got to get up and make that trip to the OR. What we're doing, we're going to urgent care, not to the OR. We're getting patched up, but not healed. And not delivered. And not having an extraction of things that are not good for us. We're doing short-term fixes. We're going to go into the ER and get some meds and, and, all right, let's go. But never fixing those issues. So I'm going to close with prayer. Because I feel that every person that heard this could relate, including myself. <laughs> as, I, as, I, as I shared this with you, there were a couple of joints that kind of like, oh, hit me to like, ow, that's me. I have to go to the OR. <laughs> had to go had a tough 2020, had a tough few years. I need to go to the OR. And have God deal with me, Father God, we thank you, we thank you for this moment to share and to speak to your children Father God, thank you for the the words you ministering to me. I need to hear that So Lord God give us strength and courage to deal with our heart. We thank you for not judging us by our parents and allowing us to be here, but Lord God, our prayers that everything we do pleases you and makes you happy and deal with us, Father God, deal with the hidden things, the broken things. Deal with us, Father God. We need to. We need to. We need to, to see you. We need a touch from you, Father God. That's only you can do. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. God bless you. God I love you guys. Share this. Don't forget. It. As soon as you log on, and while you're on this, go to my YouTube page. Please subscribe. I got guys. You won't regret. Trust me. Please. I love you. God bless you. Have a good one.